Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. Welcome, everyone. So I am Laura, and I am Oda with um, ODA Virtual Assistant, and we help small businesses to grow and scale their businesses confidently. We build a strategy and add solutions to ensure their focus is on what they need to thrive while allowing them to release the need to be everything in their business. Learning to delegate work and focus on their superpower in business. And that is Oda. Awesome. And I'm Angelique. I'm with Lady Powerhouse Solutions. And we do a lot. Laura and I do a lot of the same things, don't we? Yeah. And um, so I've always said that that Lady Power Solutions is project and event management uh, with a heart-centered approach, right? And uh, our target market, we like to work with women. It's not like we don't like you men, okay? Don't go there. Don't even go there. I have worked with men. Um, but, you know, it just it just feels really yummy and good when I'm working with a woman uh, entrepreneur who's on fire and out there lighting up the world with her passion, drive um, to achieve her mission. And so that's what we do is we help entrepreneurs, women or women identified or women supporting, women positive. How about that? <laughs> um, in the most authentic way possible. Yeah. Um, and that's what Lady Powerhouse Solutions does. Wonderful. And together we are Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. <laughs> and our mission here um, is really, as you see, this non-compete um, to empower women in business. Again, women supporters, women identified, but really to empower women in business and life to live authentically and support each other instead of competing with each other. Um, to model this authenticity through our business and our personal relationships um, to empower other women, <clears throat> excuse me, to do the same. <laughs> I'll get through it one day. <laughs> right. So uh, you always do. You always do. Um, and you know what? While you were saying that, uh, I realized we forgot to put we did it again. So we for, we we try to put the uh, guest in the green room and then bring them out when we're ready. So they're not sitting there going like this the whole time we're yakking. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, but anyway, so Fempreneur True Confessions is really about normalizing the struggles and sharing the lessons learned uh, for female entrepreneurs uh, with a common goal of lifting other women up, never tearing them down and normalizing what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other. Uh, when we support each other and, and building up our confidence, using our gifts and passions to fulfill our life's calling. So we're really here to build, maintain, and grow a sisterhood that believes in that and in an abundance mindset um, where we're sharing our struggles and we're helping each other rise to our highest potential. And so without further ado, let's introduce our guest. Wonderful. So here... We have a Diane, and Diane is a publisher, award-winning professional writer, and communicator, and she is the connector of people. She has survived major trauma and self-induced calamity. Interesting. I love that. <laughs> I do too. And gratefully works to enjoy each day and each encounter with joy. She is an introverted extrovert who believes that the written word still has value in our culture and that God is in charge so we can rest after we have done our footwork. She loves people and nature and is in awe of God's creation. She has discovered for her, it is easier to create a job than get a job. So welcome, Diane. And Diane also is local to me. We need to get together in real, in real life in person. Um, sure. I'm hosting a happy hour this Friday if you're interested at 5 30. Uh -oh. Okay. That could be dangerous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Okay. <laughs> it's at the coolest place. It's like right across the street from my neighborhood. It's called Boss Ladies. I absolutely love it. Boss Ladies? Yeah, That's right here in Spring Hill. Yes, yes. Yeah. So welcome. Day. Welcome, Diane. Thank so you. glad to have you. And and I do, I like your little uh, I don't know, whatever about self-induced calamity. Cause I don't know about you, but I've done that. I have done that. 
Yeah. Um, and I can see there's one person on YouTube watching. Please drop a comment. Let us know you're here and who you are. We'd love to say hello. Thank you for being here. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, Diane, um, you, you talk about the, the, the trauma. And yes. so um, that's what we want to talk about. It's like why you started Nature Coaster. Um, dot com and the challenges that you face. You face a lot of physical challenges, mental challenges, social challenges. So just share your story. You've got the floor, hey. my friend. <laughs> um, so I'm a third generation entrepreneur. So I think like an entrepreneur. I don't think like an employee. And I didn't realize. So I always wanted a corporate marketing job. I'm great with words. I can do the little spiel. And I got a degree in marketing, a degree uh -huh. in advertising. I did that well, did school well. Um, and then I got a job. And it wasn't where they promoted people based on how good they were at what they did. It was on who the boss liked the best. And yeah. so I didn't do so good. In a factory, I do great because they count what you do and your production doesn't have anything to do with right, how you set right. up to somebody. Right. Uh, so don't, don't pack any punches here. Don't don't hold back. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's the other part of being an entrepreneur's kid. You just kind of spit stuff out and then you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I never had a job that lasted longer than two years, but I kept trying to have a job where I would be successful. Yeah. And I always felt like a failure, even though whatever you give me to do, I can do it. You're working your tail off, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. Now, today, and really my whole life, I don't believe in working more than 40 hours a week. Agreed. Mm -hmm really 35 and I subscribe to a coach, the coach of the coaches, Alan Weiss. And he, every Monday sends me a little email that reminds me, don't work hard, work smart. Mm. Work smart. That's right. That's what my mom always said. Don't and charge Michael... for the hours worked, charge for the results of what you mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Charge for the value. My goal yeah. is to work 20 hours a week. Yes. And to love every minute of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Those are those are really great goals. That 40-hour work week where somebody came up with that's that. An American, that's an American invention. Well, and that's yeah. a factory invention. That was part of the Henry Ford. True. Industrial Revolution. Cars and, yes, Industrial Revolution. So Correct. We're living in a service economy. We're living where you got to kind of sell what you, what you do, mm -hmm. you know, and then bill it and collect it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many people I've caught. And I'm like, are you going to bill me? Because I can't pay you unless you bill me. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I do that all the Yeah. 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 It's, you know, so think about I, it. And I did that with one of my businesses because I published um a printed magazine that was a franchise called Travel Host. And I covered the market area that I currently cover with my online magazine. And I went broke doing it. And part of that was because I didn't realize that business is done on money. If somebody says yes, then they have to pay you. And that's that. Mm -hmm. So... That was a long lesson. And I, I know a lot of people that are funny about whether they should bill or not. Now I'm like, well, I'll send them a bill. And if they have a problem, they'll let me know. Right. And they do. Yeah, they do. So, yeah. And this is sometimes we because we get into where when you're service based and you're you're getting into it and some people are like, well, it was just a quick help. It's not that big of a deal. And we, you know, it's what we do, right? Um, oh, yeah. You know, and you're like, eh, whatever. And then you're taught, you know, being taught by some of the the mind, money mindset stuff, it's, that's an energy exchange. Yes. You gave something for something. And whether it's a, 
made a testimonial or them helping you out or applause something like you didn't though you feel like oh i could do it and just get mm -hmm. it done and it's interesting it because i'm seeing more and more people say that there's not a price there's an energy exchange and it's equivalent to this number of dollars mm -hmm. i think that's true yeah. you know there's um so there's something in my karma where people like to give me things okay like they would pick me to donate their stuff to which i'm not proud right thanks mm -hmm. right. <laughs> yeah no appreciate so it i realized at one point that this woman was making herself feel like she was a good human being because she donated stuff to me mm -hmm. she was mm -hmm. a good good lady mm -hmm. and she was a good lady, but it wasn't because she donated stuff to me. It was because right. she was a good lady, you right. know? Yeah. And when I took away the ability, I said, no, thanks. I don't need it. No, thanks. I don't need it. Mm -hmm. We started to drift apart. <gasps> Aww. I think that's because she saw herself as needing to give mm -hmm. to have value. And that's yeah. a, oh, that's, that's a whole nother episode, right? That's a whole nother. <laughs> well, that's another lesson that I had to learn, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so what made you leave the job? Like, what what changed when you finally were like, "I'm done. I don't want to have a job." Um, I got laid off from the last job that was supposed to be the solution to the job before it. Uh -huh. And it had been over a year of insanity. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Plus, for some reason, I only get hired by people that don't value what I do. Mm. When I would yeah. get, I don't know why. Yeah. You know, I mean, it came to the point I just had to accept. This isn't my role in the world. So I decided to look for something else to do. And I was doing some freelance working for a lady that published a chamber of commerce directory. Hmm. And I would do all the graphics and the layout and everything. And she would go out and she would sell the ads and make it happen. She'd go to all the meetings. And at that time, I was more introverted. So when the job ended there, which it was cash, you know, just a, just mm -hmm. a freelance cash job. Yeah. I was like, you know, I like this publishing stuff. I like it. It's, it's something I think I could do. And I know how to sell because I've been selling. Uh, one of my jobs was working for my father, selling truck accessories to car dealerships. So, you can stand up there. And I've even sold life insurance and credit unions. Have you seen our new benefit? <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't or are, are, are not watching the video, you just missed a really funny moment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Go see the video. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so you started your naturecoaster.com. Well, actually, at that point, I started Nature Coast Travel Host as a franchisee. I flew to Dallas, oh, Texas. Gotcha. They sold me. I gave them a bunch of money. And I got to go sell advertising. Yeah. Right. And not make a bunch of money. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it. <laughs> I started that in 2003. And I put the first issue out in 2004. And in 2010, we had the Gulf Coast oil spill. And that's when I threw in the towel. The only year I made money was 2008. I had us so jacked up financially, wow. we had to file bankruptcy. 2008 was that, that year that everybody else was, you know, the real estate market tanks, the banking industry tanks, but you had a great year, okay. Okay, yeah, so 2010, you throw in the towel. I did. And I owed people advertising. Because, you know, 
the best way to sell advertising is on an annual contract gotcha. instead of a issue by issue. Because you, when you sell on an annual, you get people with a long term thought and you don't have to spend a lot of time reselling. You can get every month customers mm -hmm. so, and money comes in. So mm -hmm. I owed people advertising that had paid me already. And it was against the contract I signed with Travel Host to publish outside the network, but I couldn't afford to publish in the network. Mm -hmm. So I published out of the network. I was like, what are they going to do? Right. You know? mm -hmm. So I always attribute that to making people think or it helped people trust me, continue to trust me, that when I said I would do something, I would do it. To me, that's always been a huge value that is important in all of the relationships in my life. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons I had a hard time with corporate America, because corporate America says one thing and then they find out they have to pay their stockholders, you know, and so it's not quite what they said. Or HR will protect you unless you say something. Yeah. You know, so I, I, okay. So I published the issue and then I'm like, okay, I'm 50 years old. I have a degree in marketing. I've got a degree in advertising, but I'm 50 and I'm a woman. You're young. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We just keep telling ourselves that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I tell my kids that close to 50, I'm not old, so don't don't go there, right? <laughs> don't call well, me. I old, tell right? my kids I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. It's a miracle I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> so and so is that when you started nature? Well, no, then I was trying to find a job again. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Psych. I got a job working for a guy who had a safari place. That was one of the coolest jobs I ever had as far as the job itself. 200 acres, wild herds of animals, making decisions, building things from the ground up. Yes. Yes. And 90 days into it, he came in and fired me. It was done. So for 90 days, it was wonderful. It was I great. Saw, uh, I saw animals that were brand new that are from Africa that you would never even see. And Is I this drove, place still open? Yep, it's in Lakeland. And I oh, drove okay. a safari bus and got it stuck okay. in the mud. Okay. <laughs> it wow. was great. But yeah. it, again... Not my place in the universe, right? Okay. Right? Because I wouldn't, what did I do? Nothing. <laughs> I'm unemployed again. So I met this, well, I knew this lady who had bought advertising from me, and she had an elephant ranch. And she oh, took care of elephants <laughs> in Florida. I'm not okay. legally allowed to tell you where. So okay. I was doing some freelance for her, some volunteer for her with her website. And I really liked this lady. She's, I mean, she was in a circus for years. Her, her family's multi-generational circus from Europe. Just interesting and fun. And so she invited me to go to Michigan with her to take one of her elephants to her dad's circus because my family's from Michigan. I could go on a road trip and I'm broke, right? I filed yeah. bankruptcy. I got no money. I'm between freelancing. So while I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for her to bring the elephant out and put it in the truck, I go over to take a picture of another elephant and it decides to try to kill me. Oh, no. So through the through the bars of the cage, he reaches through and grabs my arm and breaks it off and I pass out. 
And I wake up later and she finds me and I go to the Podunk Hospital. They send me to the big hospital and they saved my life. I was there for three months. Wow. So I had like over 20 surgeries. I mean, it was, it was bad. Okay. I lost my spleen. I lost, (laughs) it was bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am a miracle. (sighs) Yeah. So along where we're talking about things that are important, I had friends that prayed for me. I had friends that came to see me in the hospital every week and sit next to me and pray for me. I don't remember any of it. Right, right. I had friends that told other friends, that told other friends. There was people all over the world praying for me. And I lived. And I'm a miracle. And so... (laughs) I then had to relearn how to walk. I had to learn how to pick stuff up. I, I mean, I really, there was a lot of, it is crazy. It was, there's a lot of, you lose your muscle ability when you lay in a bed for 90 days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of rehab. Yeah. So, I, as I came out of my drug-induced haze, because I was in a drug-induced, coma for many, many days. As I came out of it, I started to feel like I'm a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm going to own this. I am a miracle. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a miracle. Like yeah. it's not somebody gave me a miracle. Like I'm it. I'm a miracle. And that helped me so much to align myself in a, I don't care if you like it or don't like it. <laughs> right, right. Like for my values, I believe that I was built for a purpose. It's a higher purpose. And that this is really popular right now to say, you drain me, so I don't want anything to do with you. Clean your house. There's this whole mantra thing going around. But I don't. It's kind of like that, but there's times when I want to give you what I have because I'm looking at you and you need something. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of me can help you get through the crap. Mm-hmm. And my gosh, people gave me so much. How can I not give it mm-hmm. back? How can I right. not offer it out? Mm-hmm. Now, I can't give you so much that you drain me mm-hmm. to where I don't have it to give anymore. Right. Right. It's a balance. I always feel like my life was entirely bringing me to the point where I realized yeah. it was all about balance. Mm-hmm. It was all about whether I should say yes or sit on my hands. Wanting to say yes, but keep my damn mouth shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because... If I volunteer for everything, I I can't get anything done, right? Right. So if I keep my mouth shut and I wait until time opens up, then I can call you up and I can go, hey. This has been, yeah, a recurring theme in the podcast because we had another Mm -hmm. gal, um, uh, Corinne, and she talked about, you know, if, uh, if my cup is overflowing, then you can come get whatever you want off the the sides, right? Come on in. But if my cup isn't overflowing, then you can't. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, I mean, recognizing that is huge. Especially for women, because, um, you know, we're the caretakers and it's so easy for us to just automatically feel this, need this requirement, this urge to take care of other people and to, to such a degree that it, it adversely affects ourselves and our life. So yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really important lesson to learn. Very mm -hmm. much so. It's very freeing. Yeah. And it looks so different for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. My 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 best friend, my sister, she um, what she gives to her kids and her family and the overwhelm that comes because she's got a big family and it's constant and she's, you know, um, always working and she's the, the more stable and those kinds of things that for her is her given her way too much. It's gone too far, no matter how many times we argued about it, like what the kids be. But in the same retrospect, when my son was younger and I'm working and I'm running around and I'm doing sports, that wasn't stuff she did. So our, our overflow or our, our give of ourselves looked totally different. And as much as we argued about, like I couldn't do that, or why don't you stop doing this? What we never quite got to was we were both doing the exact same crap we kept fussing at each other for. Yeah. Because it didn't always look the same. Mm. You know, it was always like, you do too much, but I don't do too much. Right. Or you, <laughs> so it constant, like our battles when it came to that was like, you do too much, cut it out. And she'd be like, you the same. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. You know, but it was, it's, it's that recognition of, oh shit, she might've been right. <laughs> as much as I wanted to fuss at her for what she was doing, I didn't fuss at myself for the same amount of outpouring. Um, well, I think it's funny how we can see it on somebody else. Yes. But we can't see it in ourselves. Yeah. yeah. That's why you need your tribe. That's why you need those yes. people. That are closest to you, your inner circle to go, eh, we need to call you out on something, sis, you know, in a loving and kind way, yes. um, you know, uh, that support that is supportive and not in a mean way or bash or anything like that. So yeah. you're in the hospital for 90 days, then you and then I'm in rehab for 30 days and then I'm home and I'm having so I had I had to have two more surgeries after I got home and I'm stuck having wound backs and I'm stuck in a chair mm -hmm. and I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. So sitting in a chair, even when my brain is kind Torture. of out, was really getting old. Yeah. And I started to get healthier and I said, I have to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need to do something. And a friend of mine goes, why don't you take the magazine online? Everybody loved the magazine. Why don't you just take it online? And I was like, sitting in a chair. I can learn WordPress. Right. Mm -hmm. Take the magazine online. It's a challenge. I'm up for it. No, yeah. but I can't, I can't get a job. I'm not in, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I get stuck in the chair. Mm -hmm. I don't have the strength to do the laundry. I don't have the strength to cook. I'm doing good if I can pick my leg up 20 times. You know what I mean? I guess. Yes, yes <laughs> I do know what you mean. <laughs> so I'm stuck, but I need to do something. Mm -hmm. And my son, oh my goodness, my youngest son was living at home with us. And he would, so I had to have IV antibiotics. I had to, I had to have like medical care, right? Off and on. And he did that. And my husband worked full time and cooked and did laundry. And like my family took really good care of me. So I could come out of a drug induced stupor and want to do something and still feel loved and people still checked on me and our tribe fed our horses while I was in there. And I mean, it, I mean, it just, the, the goodness of the universe that was given to me through this horrible incident mm -hmm. was a gift. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I did this and I brought it online and I'm like, well, you know, you're not going to do anything if you don't make money with it. Cause I don't, if I don't make money with something, I, I lose interest at some point. And 
it's just going to go by the wayside. So mm -hmm. how can I make money? Now I'm getting healthier. I can walk. So I decided to put a directory in it, a business directory, right? Okay. Beautiful. And I charge people $36.50 to be in the directory because, I mean, I really don't have anything to sell other than please support what I'm, support my yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I go, people go, thirty six fifty. don't you have something else? And I go, how about 99 Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah, I'll take the $99 one. And I'd be like, okay, time to raise the prices to 99 and then we have the two hundred dollars. <laughs> I love it. Well, your customers will tell you what to do if you yes. listen to them. Listen to them. So yeah. I'm doing it. I don't really know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I was involved with tourism while I was doing the travel host magazine right uh -huh. and i get a call from the people in one of the counties i cover three counties one of the counties calls up and they're like diane we wrote a grant for visit florida and we need somebody to do this fam tour that's called that's a familiarization tour you go and do things in the market area uh -huh. and then write about them or promote them so it doesn't cost you anything to do the fam tour because the people all donate the stuff or the county pays for it through the tourism. And then the return on investment is that you then send it out into the world and it brings them more people to come in and visit. Gotcha. So we wrote this fam trip and we need at least two people and we only have one. Would you mind doing it? And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm sitting in a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're going to go on a boat tour. So I meet this lady. Her name is Robin Draper. She's the person that they, the one other person of the mm -hmm. two people. She was the one they wanted to do it. They didn't want to let her down by canceling it. She does a blog called Authentic Florida. And it is amazing like she has made she's done really well with it i don't know that financially she made a fortune but she just kind of was a groundbreaking person in that business and so one night we're so we had to spend the night in this cottage in the middle of nowhere right <laughs> okay because that's part of the fam tour. We're at the uh -huh. middle where Chinsey Gut is the name of the place. And oh, okay. Very, very remote, dark, spending the night on the hill in Chinsey Gut. Chinsey Gut Hill, right? Yes. Okay. I used to live near there. Oh, okay. That's anyhow. <laughs> I live near there now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So Robin and I are talking. And she says to me, you have to start an email list. You have to start an email list. I'm like, okay. So I go, you know, go home and plug in email list. <laughs> okay, now I have an email list. <laughs> yeah. She became my mentor. Nice. She said, anytime you can call me, we'll talk. And let me tell you, I called her. We talked. I edited stuff for her. She talked me out of quitting. I don't know how many times. Okay, so finally, finally. Because, you know, we, we, you've talked a lot about all the good stuff. And that's great. But we what what a lot of people don't talk about is the hard stuff. Like... How many times did you want to quit? Oh, every shoot. other day. Every I want to week. quit. I, I want to quit at least four times a month. And uh, I don't know. Now, even with a lot of what I would call success, I still want to quit because it's too hard or too this or not enough that. It's always something. It's not 
meet my needs, but it's not supposed to meet my needs. It's, it's just a job. It's what I do. Anyhow, so at that point, I wanted to quit probably, well, at least twice a month. You know, um, somebody would say, no, they wouldn't mm -hmm. buy the $36.50 listing. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, this is never going to go. Or the website wouldn't work. Now, mind you, I didn't know how to make a website. I just did it. Mm -hmm. right. And I would research. I would type in, you know, to Google. I wanted to do this. And Google would give me 15 options. And I would pick one and follow down the little path. And it would yeah. work or it wouldn't work. Or it would knock the site down to nothing. Right. So one of the things I had the most trouble with was the website. Like there was a couple. Okay. Oh, so I got the the email list going and my friend Kathy, which is one of those people that came up when I was in the hospital. Right. Mm -hmm. um, she goes, why don't you interview the Bellamy brothers? And I'm right. like, Bellamy brothers? Right. Like, really? I'm a rocker. <laughs> it's like, they live around here, Diane. Yeah. They're really mm -hmm. hot stuff in this area. Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, okay. So I go on Twitter of all things is the Bellamy brothers. And I type in, can I interview you? And sure enough, mm -hmm. that was my first feature story. And I awesome. don't think 10 people read it because <laughs> I didn't have much of an email list. But I can call them anytime and interview them. That's awesome. That was neat. Those connections you make along the way that you don't think about initially, um, but realizing how many you've made and who's there and that you're only one person away from this incredible journey or something that could just completely change your entire business and world. And yeah. Yeah. So well, for, for you, what do you feel like was your biggest challenge uh, since between now and when you started uh, naturecoaster.com? I find the ability to continue the biggest challenge. I find that I want to just, it's not doing what I wanted to do. I just want to, oh, fine. I'll go do mm -hmm. something else. Okay. You know, that, that's stupid. So it's a, do you think it's a mental, it's a yeah, mental. There's something in here that says it's not playing with me the way I want. So I'm going home and playing my own sandbox. <laughs> my own sandbox is lonely. And I'm really glad that I haven't given up. I'm glad because along the way, I've discovered that I'm a really good writer. Mm -hmm. I've won a lot of awards. I didn't think I was a really good writer. I thought everybody could write. Really, I thought everybody could write. It comes so naturally to me. I can sit down and make a story, 1,200 word story in two hours. Mm -hmm. And you'll like it. It's just a gift I have. But you know, when, when it's my gift, I think everybody has it. It comes so easy. But that's something that you've discovered in the process of not giving up. Yes. Yes. And award winning? Are you kidding? Like the whole state of Florida, I won conservation. I love conservation. I love nature. Wow. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. And your yeah. purpose just And I wouldn't have even that. I wouldn't have even tried. But Robin, my mentor, mm -hmm. says to me. You need to get involved with Florida Outdoor Writers Association. Okay. Their conferences is in Ocala. Go to Ocala. So I did. I love her already. I want to meet her. She needs to come on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. So then she goes, and I want you to come to the Florida Blog Con. Best hour out there. She's a really good lady. And. And and you'll learn a lot. You'll meet people. I just love it was that. like thirty five dollars to go. That was yeah. so broke. She gave me a ticket. 
She gave me her ticket because she was a speaker. Nice. I mean, she just lectured me. And she she would go, you're a really good writer. You're a really good editor. You're a really good. And I'd be like, oh, wow. So socially, do you feel socially that you've grown at all since you started? Tons. Tons. I got, it drives my husband crazy. Everywhere we go, I know somebody. Is he jelly? No, no. But he he does get taken aback sometimes. He's like, we can't even go to Walmart without you running into somebody. (laughs) So if there was, if there was someone that was in a similar situation and they want to give up because it's too hard, you know, or it's not doing, it's not working out the way they thought it was going to work out. Or the mm-hmm. way you should. What's your advice? Take a step back. Don't do anything. Take a step back. Take a couple days off. Go be with your tribe. Do something else. Bring yourself some joy. Pet your dog. Love but it. don't keep pushing into a a brick wall. Just, okay, there's a brick wall there. I'm going to just let that brick wall be there. And I'm going to go over here. That sounds like good advice. It's going to godsend. At one point, I took three days. No, it was overnight. I went back to that Chinsagut Hill in the cabin by myself. There's no internet. There's no television. No, it sounds phone. wonderful to me. It was wonderful. I took my Bible, my pen, my paper, mm-hmm. and I just communed with God, really. Yeah. That's how I felt, you know? And I was the only one on the hill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing, too, uh, and you probably know this already, but isn't that the second highest uh, elevation in Florida or the first? It isn't. It isn't. It's one of the highest elevations. One of the highest, but like I thought it was like second or third. Well, they used to say that, but it's not true. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's up there though. It really is up there. It's 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 lovely. Very high. Um I I, and and they have these huge old trees and I love trees. I feel like as long as there's a tree, I'm I'm good. Um, Oh my goodness. So you want to talk about great things I got to do. Okay. So I I subscribe to the Florida Wildlife Corridor, which okay. is an organization that seeks to create a corridor all the way through the state of Florida, contiguous land for the large animals to be able to traverse. Okay, so I get an email and it says, we're going to do a film up in the nature coast about the Chazowitzka bears. So I write the lady an email and I'm like, I'm a great writer. (laughs) You should hire me to help you. (laughs) And she meets with me and she hires me, but not for what I thought. Mm. Ended up being like an administrative person. But I got to be involved with the filming of it. I, I got to hug a cypress tree that didn't get cut down when they mowed all the cypress around this area. The thing is 12 feet around, 15 feet, it's huge. I hugged it. I hugged it. (laughs) And where is that located in the state? It's in the Chasowitzka National Wildlife Refuge off of US 19. What used to be Centralia, which was a and that's north. Logging town. Hmm? Is that yeah, north? In Hernando County. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank Diane. You. It's been a pleasure. It's been just awesome learning, hearing your story, mm-hmm. hearing your advice. And, you know, bless you for overcoming 
all the challenges that you did have to overcome. You know, it is um, sad in a way that we have to be flat on our back sometimes before we find our calling. Um, yes. You know, the lessons we have to learn over and over and over again until mm -hmm. we we find our place and our joy, like you said. Um, so thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your story. Yeah. And um, I, I look forward to thing? Absolutely. So you asked me about, or at least I felt like you said that I wasn't talking enough about the challenges. No, I, I you know, that's what the podcast is about. It's so about what, what I'm saying about. is if, if you look at it, we're all fighting challenges all Absolutely. the time. We just mm -hmm. don't talk about how them. I frame it. Yes. As to whether, I know this is going to sound really trite, but a challenge or an opportunity. Exactly. No. Yes. So I kind of have ingested this. It's all an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's just whether I want to be PO'd or not about it. Exactly. Whether I want to surrender to change I'm uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. And we all we we have that for sure amongst all of us is that um, what when you're in the middle of it there's the challenge or the 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 feeling of it and stuff. But once you've gotten past it, you moved on and you see it's like the hindsight and looking back and going, okay, I'm more at peace with that because it brought me to here. And yeah. so you know, like my husband and I always laugh where we're like. Okay, here comes the storm. We know that there's going to be a blessing at the end of it, so we just ride the storm at this point. We've learned in our lives that the storms come with great blessings in the end. Yeah. Um, but it's when when you're faced with those things for so many times and 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 seeing that and those challenges, and it's like, hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we forget to really speak on the challenge because it's like for us, it was like. Oh, well, we've gotten past it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's several others that are just like, they get stuck in the challenge. And, and knowing that there is that shiny light at the end, because not everybody has that understanding or belief or really that hope that comes into, for right now, this is what is right now. But there is hope at the end of that. And there is good things coming. Yeah. Um, and that's the amazing And that's thing. what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the fact, yes, there are challenges. But yes, we we do get through them. And this is how, or this is what I learned from it, or this is what I can tell you I learned from it. Yeah. And but but there's a stigma around saying that we're going through a hard time or sharing that we're going through a hard time or just saying, you know what, today I just want to quit. And yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um Patricia had said, great show at Resonate with me. So we're really glad that, and that's our goal, is that these stories resonate with people and that they, you know, that we just normalize talking about the fact that, hey, I struggled and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or maybe I'm crazy, but it's okay. Um, right. But <laughs> it's, a good crazy. it's a good maybe. crazy. It's a good crazy. Yeah, all of it, all of it is good. Um mm -hmm. And that's what we're, that's one of the things we like to, to stress is that, you know, talk about your struggles, mm -hmm. talk about, and, and let's normalize the fact that, because this just, this, in, this, you know, social media, um, bless you, Laura, Thank you. social media, <laughs> um, you know, where people are only posting selfies that look really good. I posted a selfie the other day. The wind had blown across my face and my hair was all a mess and I was taking pictures of myself. So I posted them because you know what? That's real. Those are the two pictures that happened before I went like this and took the good picture. Right. That I would have. Not most people will only post that one. But mm -hmm. the real life thing is sometimes the wind blows the, the hair across your face and you look like cousin it. OK, that's what my sister told me. She goes, ah, you look like cousin it. <laughs> normalizing reality, normalizing that struggle is real. And this is what it looks like. And this is how we handled it. And guess what? It's okay. It's okay to struggle. In fact, 
we don't grow unless we struggle. Yeah. <gasps> Revelation. Right. Yes. Um, so again, Diane, thank you. Thank you for, Thanks, uh, you know, adding that and, and, um, you know, uh, letting us kind of refocus on that a little bit. Um, and uh, I look forward to meeting you in person. I really do. I mean, we, I'm surprised we haven't, we know so many people, we have so many people in common. I'm surprised we haven't rubbed shoulders a bunch into each other yet, but um, our community is growing. So. Thank you for having me. I really have enjoyed this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah story, we have too. This, you know, we really love everybody's story and hearing because um, there's there's always we have a lot of commonality, but there's always a different take on it and how we get to where we are. Um, you know, that's that journey in there is so important from so everybody's journey aspects. is different. Yeah. Yeah. But we all end up in the same place. Right. Yeah, hopefully. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't give up i love that yes if yeah. you don't give up all right uh so um next week our guest is uh terry hanscom terry is the owner and um, practitioner of positive vibes and hails from beverly massachusetts she graduated from her nursing program at north shore community college in 1988 and has truly found it to be a joy working and raising some of the most talented surgeons in the country including Dr. Atul Gawant, over the last 30 years. During that time, she also observed patients coming into the operating room full of anxiety, fear, and a little to a lot stressed. Then about 15 years ago, she took a workshop on preoperative meditations, and she liked the premise so much, she started implementing it in her institution and ran the program until she retired last August. Over the years, she's taken classes, she's done research, she's finally developed her own program, the Positive Vibes Program, which Vibes stands for Visualize Your Best Elective Surgery. And this program incorporates clinical meditation and imagery, along with energetic body work, assisting patients in balancing their body physically as well as emotionally. And she's got tons of certifications, but she is cert certified as a Reiki master teacher. We're so looking forward to having her on the podcast. Um, and in fact, uh, she, she wasn't able to do a live. So we pre-recorded um, and that will um, drop next Tuesday. So we won't have a live um, uh, live broadcast. Technically, it'll it'll probably look like it's live, but um, we did pre-record that session. But um, it was a fantastic mm -hmm. podcast, a, a fantastic mm -hmm. recording. And um, so she will be our guest next week. Um, and our only ask this week, as it was last weekend, week before that, was subscribe. If you are not a subscriber on our YouTube channel, please, please, please subscribe. If you are already a subscriber, share. Share the podcast with someone, either on YouTube or LinkedIn um, or any of the podcast platforms, wherever you listen to our podcast. Um, and share it with a friend so that we can build our audience. So thank you for being with us. And we will... Oh. Freebie. Freebie. Or, sorry. Oh, we wouldn't. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> See, I always forget around. something. I always forget something. And Lori at the end, she's like, wait a minute. One more wait thing. <laughs> ding, ding. So um, Diane um, has um, so graciously um, or would love for you to subscribe to her award-winning writing and her free weekly easing. Easing. Yep. We'll drop the um, link so in the show notes. Sure. Uh -huh. oh. And we'll drop that link in the show notes. But, yeah. you know, we've mentioned it several times. Her her website is naturecoaster.com. And you can go to her website and subscribe from there. But we'll also provide a link um, to that in the show notes. So, again, Diane, thank you. And we will see you guys all again next week. See you, everyone. Thank you. Have a good